0: Hello all friends of Mavericks and Misfits, this is Jeff, grateful, grateful, grateful that you have tuned in. Uh, I say that at the beginning of every podcast because it's always true. Love talking to people about the kingdom, love talking to you about what you look like in the kingdom, how you and I can stretch in the kingdom, and how you and I can better represent Jesus Christ, the king of the kingdom. And um, Mavericks and Misfits, of course, is under the umbrella of transforming truth, and transforming truth is... The media ministry that uh, God began in 2007. Man, I can't believe it. it's been 15 plus years since we started Transforming Truth with an AM radio station Saturday morning, uh, one hour. <laughs> I'm laughing because it was really bad back then, but one hour um, teaching show that I think like 12 people listened to in the nine months that we actually did it before I pulled the plug on it and then Transform truth at that same season was invited by a local TV station to broadcast our services. And uh, we started out with three um, camcorders like little cassette camcorders on really skinny, shaky tripods. And we had a volunteer who sat on a mixer board and pressed a button every 45 seconds to change camera angles. And uh, we then burned it to a DVD, mailed it, <laughs> like by postal mail to the TV station, they put it in a DVD player, popped it, and played it every Sunday morning at eleven o'clock, and broadcast it. And that's how Transforming Truth began. It's I'm sitting here laughing because not only have I changed, and you know the quality of what we do, but the entire way that media ministry is done now. I mean, I'm sitting here laughing because you know we we actually use camcorders and DVDs uh, fifteen years ago. Man, things change fast, do they not? Hope you're doing good. Um, we're uh, wanting to shift gears a little bit. I want to say thank you to all of you who listened to the four podcasts on women in ministry. Uh, I thought about doing one or two more, and quite honestly, I'm just a little fatigued on the subject. To be honest with you, I didn't get any negative feedback. I had a few people unfollow me, like on social media and stuff, but nobody really pitched a fit. And uh, there were a couple of people who politely disagreed, but most of the most of the feedback that we got. On the women in ministry series was overwhelmingly positive. A couple of uh, contacts from men, but uh, mostly from women, just saying, "Hey, thank you, you know, thank you for helping us not feel guilty about fulfilling our calling, and helping us to know how to biblically address concerns that you know Jesus-loving Christians have about women in ministry." It's uh, sadly, you know, the, the people not wanting women to preach or lead in the church. They're not heathens. These are people that love Jesus, but they're just convinced that their interpretation or their heritage or their traditional uh, teaching and their denomination or whatever they've been taught has got to be the right way. And it's hard for them to shift on such a polarizing issue. And so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of resistance to it. But I felt like I did what the Lord wanted me to do in those podcasts. If you didn't get to catch them, go back four or five podcasts, start listening to them. And uh, hey, if you've still got comments on it or questions, hit me up at Jeff at MaverickMisfit.com. Jeff at MaverickMisfit.com. Hey, before I get into today's broadcast, um, we have a lot of new listeners and a lot of new uh, places. And, um, you know, we used to say something about my book every you know, a couple of episodes and I just haven't done it in a long time, but some of you may not know that I wrote a book a couple of years ago. It actually came out, uh, the month, the, it was a crazy time period. It was, um, February, March of, I guess that would have been 2000 and, um, no, <laughs> 2020, sorry, lost, lost two decades there. Uh, February, March of 2020, uh, all in a, just a matter of weeks. Um, I got diagnosed with cancer. Um, I published and released my first book, Figuring It Out As I Go, and six days after it was released, my mom, who is a big part of that book, um, she passed away. And uh, then I began uh, began radiation treatment right after that. And man, what a whirlwind season! And um, you know, we didn't we didn't promote a lot uh, with the book because of everything that was going on. But if you want a copy of Figuring Out It As I Go, it's it's literally my autobiography about how I went from abandonment uh, as a child into a a mess of teenage and early twenty years, into the occult, into drugs and alcohol, and all the junk that goes along with it. And, um, God marvelously, just radically, 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 radically saved and delivered me out of that lifestyle in a day, like instantly delivered me from addiction and instantly delivered me from alcoholism and, um, you know, just radically saved me. And then the history from that point forward makes up the rest of the book about how I journeyed from fundamentalism and legalism straight out of that. How did I transition from being a fundamentalist Baptist into a spirit filled charismatic and um you know how did i help our church to go through that and it's just a lot of great stuff about leadership and ministry and reformation and those that are sick of the status quo church could probably benefit from uh, some of what i share in there so pick up a copy if you want to at um Uh, Amazon or wherever you buy books, you can uh, download a copy of it at audible.com and uh, I can read it to you. And uh, you can also go to jefflyle.com, which is just links you up to Transforming Truth and you can get a a signed copy if you want to do it there. So if you haven't heard about that, it's called Figuring It Out As I Go and would love for you to be uh, one of those that gets a copy of it. Now today I want to switch gears, like I mentioned earlier, off of uh, talking about Women in ministry, and that's something we can revisit at any time. But uh, I really have this one thing pulsing in my heart. Um, I think a lot about the upcoming generation in the kingdom, and I think about you know some of the things I've learned now in my fifties, and I began when I was in my mid twenties, started preaching uh, before I was twenty five years old, just a few months after I was saved, and uh, you know have have learned some things, a lot of it the hard way over the years, and so I don't want to waste my challenges and my failures. I want other people to benefit and learn from them, and uh, one of the things that happened to me very early on in life and ministry as a Christian was um, rapid elevation. Um, For whatever reason, God saw fit to allow me to be elevated uh, rapidly, and what I mean by that is promoted in ministry. Um, I think um, my gifts outpaced my maturity, and For whatever reason the people i was around at that time were willing to put up with my immaturity in order for me to be able to exercise my preaching and teaching gifts and so what what happened is i was promoted in ministry uh, before in my opinion before i was ready and i think even before i was qualified but, uh, you know, the way that it worked out is that's the way it worked out, that God allowed me to leave the marketplace, began um, past, in a pastoral capacity, assistant pastor, two and a half years after I was born again, which is really, really soon. Uh, back then it felt like an eternity, but it was really, really soon. And so, you know, that, that brings with it some unique blessings, but it also brought some unique challenges. And I'm, I'm saying all that to say this, I wasn't the first one to be promoted before he was ready some of you that are listening are dying to be promoted. And I want to bring you uh, this, this episode of Mavericks and Misfits and just talk to you about the dangers of Elevation because Elevation looks cool on Instagram. Elevation looks cool on, you know, uh, Reels or TikTok or, you know, anywhere you find media on social media. Elevation looks cool in a little micro capsule size of it. But Elevation is very dangerous in the kingdom. Um, and there's lots of reasons why some of them are internal reasons why. And I'll talk a little bit about that in today's episode. And the other ones are external reasons why. And if I have time, I'll talk about that. But like every time I want to deal with a topic in the kingdom, I like to frame it up with scripture. So I'm going to take you way back in time and back in your Bible too to Second Chronicles 26. I'm going to read you a couple of verses about um, uh, a boy king whose name was Uzziah. You've probably heard the name of Uzziah before, but you may not know his story, and I'm not going to give you all of the background before Uzziah, but I'm going to tell you in 2 Chronicles 26, I'm going to read you like four verses from this and give you a little snapshot of Uzziah's beginning, and so this is what it says. So just listen to me here and just let let your sanctified imagination picture this. It says, all the people of Judah, Israel, they took Uzziah, who was 16 years old. Okay, so he is a sophomore. He's a sophomore in high school. So they took Uzziah and they made him the king in the place of his father Amaziah. And he set himself, now this is awesome, he's 16 and the Bible says of him in verse 5 of Second Chronicles 26, it says, he set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, and Zechariah was the prophet, and Zechariah instructed Uzziah in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made Uzziah prosper. Okay, so go down a few more verses in verse 15. It says, in Jerusalem, he made machines. He, invent, he made machines invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and great stones. And Uzziah's fame spread far for he was, he was marvelously helped until he was strong. That's the catchphrase right there. Uzziah was marvelously helped. Until he was strong, verse 16. But when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction. For he was unfaithful to the Lord his God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Now, there's plenty more we can know about King Uzziah. But for today's purposes, I just want you to look at this dangerous situation that to most people would have looked incredibly uh, favored and blessed, but Uzziah did not finish as well as he began. So picture this, you're 16 years old and your daddy's been king and your daddy was not a good man. And so God takes your daddy out and the people look at you, you're 16, you know, you've your skin's not even cleared up yet. Your voice is not done changing. You haven't even hit your final growth spurt. Your name's Uzziah, and all the people say, Uzziah, we believe that you should be our next king, and you're 16. So Uzziah is taken under the wing of the prophet of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for those that are older and wiser that will mentor those that are younger who have a call on their lives. And Zechariah would have known this was way too much for a 16-year-old boy who was raised under a pretty wicked Father, and so the Bible says of Uzziah when he was sixteen years old that he set himself to seek God, so Uzziah knows he's in over his head, he knows he's he's not you know when you're sixteen you you start seeing your parents for what they are, they're not your heroes anymore, you start seeing the flaws, you start seeing oh man they're they're clay you know they're they're not awesome <laughs> they're they're people just like everybody else, and so Uzziah would have been aware that his dad was not a good man, and Uzziah somewhere in his heart said. I'm going to be better than my dad. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to go hard after God. And so in, uh, you, uh, and I, excuse me, in Second 2 Chronicles 26.5, it says that as long as he sought God, that God made Uzziah to prosper. So in other words, God initiated, he allowed for Uzziah to start young. Now listen, starting young in and of itself doesn't have to be a disqualifier. Um, there, there are people who can start young and as long as they're seeking the Lord and as long as they have somebody helping them in their assignment or their calling, or in this case, you know, Uzziah was the king and he had Zechariah there saying, all right, your daddy's gone, but I'm going to help you walk after God. I'm going to make God more and more real to you. And so Uzziah was, was in it, man. His heart was on fire. He was wanting to do something for the Lord. He believed in the covenants of Abraham. He believed in the Davidic covenant. He wanted to do something great for God so that the glory of God might return to Israel. And so as long as he was seeking Yahweh, then Yahweh made him prosper. And you can read about that in Second Chronicles twenty six. There's a ton of verses I didn't read, but it just talks about how he was he was so blessed and favored in the kingdom, and he was building stuff, and things were prospering, and the cities were being built up, and walls of defense were being built up, and they were in, uh, they were enlarging their military capacity. And so you get down ten verses later. So in verse five it says God was blessing Uzziah. He was prospering him. So he's getting all of this prosperity at a very young age, financial prosperity, ministry prosperity in the sense that he was the positioned king, the monarch over God's people. So yeah, that that has a ministry aspect to it. He was prospering in the knowledge of God. God's hand was underneath him and elevating him up. But then you get down 10 verses later and many years are covered in that span. But then it says, and his fame spread far. So, I mean, like we would say this way, he, he had more followers than anybody on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or wherever you are. He, he was known more so than any other king that was alive at that time. He had everybody, everybody had his name on their lips and his frank fame spread far. So he was known outside of Israel. And it says this happened because I love the way it's phrased here. He was marvelously helped. 2 Chronicles 26, 15, Uzziah was marvelously helped by God. God was prospering him. God was blessing him. God was elevating him. He was getting all the open doors. He was getting all the opportunities. He was getting all of the breakthrough. He was getting everything that a young man with position and power and favor could possibly want. He was marvelously helped until he was strong. And there you have it. Let me tell you one of the dangers of elevation, and especially for those of you that know you have a calling, that really feel in the heart of hearts that you have an assignment from the Almighty, Do you have a gift, you have a a gift of the Holy Spirit, you have a gift, an anointing, or a dream, or a vision, or prophetic words spoken over you, and, and you're like, oh, I can't wait till I get there. I can't wait until God opens that door. I can't wait until I walk through it. And Uzziah had all of that, and he walked through the doors that God opened, and God blessed him, and God prospered him, and Uzziah took his eyes off of God. Uzziah started feeling his power. Uzziah started taking for granted his his anointing. Uzziah started walking according to the flesh. Somewhere along the line, he quit seeking the Lord. Somewhere along the line, he probably said to Zechariah, the prophet, Hey bro, I'm too busy this week, but Hey, listen, listen, we'll catch up soon. And then a week turned to a month and Hey, Zechariah. Um, Hey, I hadn't forgotten about you, man, but listen, I've got all this stuff going on where the business is killing it. We're, we're defeating our enemies. We're building some awesome things. If you walk down, uh, you know, a couple hundred yards past the palace, look on the city gate down there. You'll see these things called catapults that we made and they shoot arrows and throw stones. You know, I, I did that that those are my guys. We're making this happen. But Zechariah I'll catch back up with you. And 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 sooner or later he just quit following Zechariah at all. And then when his godly influence left his life because he was so enamored with all of his breakthrough and all of his elevation and all of his strength. I mean, listen, he had money, he had fame, he had power, he had he had an audience, and he started he started trusting in Uzziah. He started leaving off from doing the little things. My guess is that he he quit praying or maybe he just went to all the ritual stuff that was going on in the, in the, in the temple, but maybe his heart was somewhere else. Like he showed up because that's what you know a king's got to do. A king's got to set the example. A king's got to be at the point of time, at the point of place for the religious activities. But his heart was in the business. His heart was in the fame. His heart was in the next conquer- conquest that he had. His heart was somewhere other than bowing at the throne of God. And so this is where it gets really interesting. Because it says, until he was strong, he was marvelously helped by God. But look what happened. Look at this. In the next verse, it says, but when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction. Pride goes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So he grew proud. What does that mean? It means he was convinced he could handle things. He was convinced he could make more things happen. He was convinced that he, God got him started, but thank you, Lord, I'll take it from here. And he forgot the Lord. And so deeply did he forget the Lord. It says that in verse 16 of 2 Chronicles 26, that he was unfaithful to God. Well, what does that mean? Well, it tells you right there. His unfaithfulness that he breached his role. He crossed the boundary. He's the king, but it says he walked into the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of of incense. He was so proud of being king. He thought he could be the priest too. So he stepped out of his civic royalty and he trespassed into the role of a priest, which God had never given Uzziah. So he crossed boundaries he decided he was bigger than any system that God had set up. The very same God that he he used to love, the very same God he used to seek, the very same God he used to really go after with all of his heart when he was a, a young teenager getting started. But now, oh, he had learned that he can handle it. And here's my whole point with this. And listen, you can read about what happens to Uzziah later. It's not a happy ending. And it all it all imploded on him because he believed more in himself than he did in his need for God. Now, friends, nobody starts off doing it that way. And even though I opened up with my own testimony about being, um, you know, elevated and promoted a little before I was ready, I will tell you this, I I never quite reached the level of Uzziah because I always kept this one prayer alive in my prayer life. God, if I ever bring dishonor to your name, kill me. I pray that. I've been praying that for 20 years almost 27 years as a Christian. And I I have always said, Lord, I know where gifting can take a person. I know where ministry can take a person. Oh, by the way, I've watched it happen to more men and women than I can count. Very gifted, very committed, very sincere, very effective Christians who were blazing on fire for God, who ended up in a smoldering heap of ruins because they got proud they got proud and then they got impatient. Then all of the ways of God started getting in their way because they just wanted breakthrough. They just wanted more, more numbers, um, more fame, more position, more power, more influence, whatever it is. It's always more. They just wanted more. That's the essence of pride. Give me more. I deserve it. And so they got impatient and I, I can't tell you how many people I've watched implode and I'm going to go ahead and go on the record. I would have done it too. I absolutely would have imploded too, were it not for the fact that God was faithful to answer a very wise prayer, not that I originated, but that somebody told me to pray when I was just getting started. They said, Jeff, um, God's going to use you. You have some, some good gifting and people are going to respond to that, but you need to be really careful that you don't get proud. And so you need to always ask God to wipe you out. If you ever end up walking in a way that'll bring dishonor to his name. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's a good prayer. Yeah. And then I, as time went on, I realized, oh, I really need to pray this because the favor of the Lord was on me and I did get elevated and my audience did grow and favor was there. And all of this stuff started happening at a, like within years of me being saved and, um, were it not for the grace of God and for his mercy, I would have been just like Uzziah. Now, I know some of you listening say, yeah, it's too bad for you and Uzziah because that could never be me. Um, I would just say maybe consider that it could be you and maybe consider that the reason why your breakthrough, your elevation, the open door, the platform, the securing of your ministry, maybe it hasn't happened yet because God loves you too much to promote you above your competency to handle it maybe God in his infinite wisdom says, I love you, my daughter. I love you, my son. I have gifted you. I have called you. I have equipped you and I am going to elevate you. But what you don't know is what I see about you is that if I elevate you now, you will implode because your maturity needs to increase before your elevation does. I forget who it was. It may have been Tozier. It was one of those great minds. I think it was Tozier, who said the worst thing that can happen for a man is for God to promote him before he is ready. The worst thing that can happen to a young man, I think is what he said. The worst thing that can happen to a young man is for God to promote him before he is ready. And guys, that's what happened to Uzziah. Now, it's not God's fault because you saw very clearly in the scriptures that I read that as long as he sought the Lord, he was fine. So God can promote you quickly. God can promote you consistently. God can continue to promote you, but He loves you. And He does not hear me on this. This one might sting a little bit. God doesn't need you. God doesn't need your ministry. God doesn't need your voice. God doesn't need your signs and wonders. God doesn't need your miracles. God doesn't need your teaching ability. God doesn't need your singing voice. He doesn't need your leadership skills. He doesn't need your church building or your advancement of the gospel of the nations. He doesn't need you. And if that insults your pride, well, I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need Mavericks and Misfits or Transforming Truth or the Church at Winder or the North Georgia Revival or Keneo Ministry Training Center. Those are all ministries I I get to participate in. He doesn't need any of that from me. Good night alive. I mean, the kingdom was just spinning wonderfully towards the, the consummate end of the ages long before you and I got here. What makes you think that he can't continue to do it without us? So what does he want to do? Well, he wants us to be involved. That's why he called you. He wants you to be used. That's why he gifted you. He wants you to bring glory to his name. That's why he is going, he's preparing right now platforms for you and the ability for you to use all that he's put in you and a partner to do it with. And, you know, whether it's an individual or whether it's a a ministry, he's going to partner you with somebody or some people. He's going to do all of that, but he's not going to do it hastily because he's never in a hurry. Because he doesn't want to let the blessing he gives you result in what it did for Uzziah. What did it result? Uzziah's promotion actually ended up being his implosion. Because he didn't know how to steward it right. So the dangers of elevation are very simple. That you have to work on your humility and your character. More people are working on their hustle. They're working on their marketing. They're working on what they are presenting. They're working on their connections. They're trying to get connected. I mean, I'm mean, i sorry, I wish it wasn't true, but I'm thinking of some young people right now who, who, who literally, I mean, they, they try to get close to people they think can promote them. And if that promotion doesn't happen enough, they bail and they go find somebody else that's a little bit more, perhaps possibly going to promote them a little more quickly or to a little bit higher status. And, uh, it's just really sad, man. It's merchandising, um, you know, individuals and it's merchandising, uh, influence and it's making merchandise of the pearls of the kingdom. And so maybe it's a good time for a heart check here that guys, we all ought to check our heart. And maybe I I just kind of risk this. I dare some of you who are feel like you're stuck and you've been waiting for an open door forever and you're kind of impatient, maybe even a little upset with the Lord or confused or second guessing your calling. Maybe just consider for a moment that the all wise God knows exactly when to promote you. And maybe he's just saying, Hey, work on your character while I work on your opportunity. Maybe that's a word for some of you. You work on your character while God works on your opportunity but if you're working on your opportunity there's nobody to work on your character because only you can work on your character sure you do it in partnership with the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit doesn't zap you into Christ likeness (laughs) you know how you become like Christ you crucify your flesh and you walk in the spirit and that doesn't happen overnight so maybe thank the Lord maybe just literally those of you who are just saying when is it gonna happen when is it gonna happen maybe say just stop right now say Lord Thank you that in your wisdom you haven't promoted me before I was ready. And Lord, thank you that I can trust your timing because you've never made a mistake. And Lord, I humbly acknowledge that while I'm waiting on you to work on the opportunity, I need to work on my character. So, Lord, I I read from your word about the fruit of the Spirit. So I'm working on my love. I'm working on my joy. I'm working on my peace. I'm working on my patience and you can work through the the fruits of the spirit. You can just read in your Bible. What are they and how are they doing in your life? And while you focus on character, God focuses on the commission. And it's a beautiful thing when the commission that he assigns you is matched with the character that he requires of you. Because when you carry the character into the commission, oh my goodness, awesome things are going to happen through you. So Uzziah stands as an example of the dangers of premature elevation. So don't get in a hurry, friends. Look around you and do the opportunities that you can do while you wait on the opportunities that you want to do. If you're not faithful in the little things, I guarantee you, whatever church you go to probably needs people to help with children. (laughs) You know how churches are always saying, hey, we need help in the children's ministry or the nursery or in the parking lot. You know, or in a in a, in a helps based uh, area of the church work. So if you're not willing to do that, don't don't even be thinking a plat- about a platform. Like you got to pr- you got to prove servanthood, and when you prove servanthood, you're probably proving that you'll handle privilege and elevation well. If you're faithful in that which is least, you'll probably be faithful in that which is much. Unless, like Uzziah, you just get proud when you get strong. And as I close, let me just say this. Some of you, this is just a gentle warning. Some of you started out really, really good, but be careful. Do a heart check. You're not getting proud, are you? You got a little blessing under your belt? Got a little breakthrough under your belt? Got a little bit of favor over your head? You got, a, you got a little bit of a, a group that's telling you, hey, we see the anointing of God on you. You start hearing that enough. You start believing it. And the Bible says Uzziah was marvelously helped until he was strong. And when he grew strong, he grew proud. So let's slay pride in our lives. And let's plant a garden of humility and gratitude. And let's fertilize it with faithfulness. And let's let the water of the Holy Spirit rain down on it. And let's just see what God produces in the very thing that we've laid before him. Be helped when you're strong. Be helped after you're strong. And be humble the whole way through. Hey, my time's gone. Grateful that you guys have tuned in. If you want to see uh, or hear, I should say, archived copies of uh, previous episodes, subscribe to Mavericks and Misfits on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is that you happen to listen to podcasts. Or if you want to listen um, just in the archives, you can go to maverickmisfit.com. Those are singular, maverickmisfit.com. And you can check out all, I think this might be episode 99, this one right here. So the next one I think is 100. We're either at 98 or 99. And so uh, there's a lot of listening to do out there. And uh, do me a favor, rate and review and let others know about Mavericks and Misfits. If you don't have... Anywhere that you're going to worship and serve, I invite you to come to be a part of Church at Winder in Bethlehem, Georgia, where I am. It's a great church, and it's it's booming. Uh, God's doing some great stuff out there. Too much to go into in these last couple of minutes, but you have my open invitation to come and visit us at Church at Winder. And uh, That is actually in Bethlehem. Ironically, the church started in Winder 34 years ago. They moved to Bethlehem. We kept the name. (laughs) I've been out there a little bit over a year and a half, and uh, the Lord's doing great stuff. Also, if you're interested in furthering your formal biblical education, I have the privilege of being the chief operation officer of Caneo Ministry Training Center in Dawsonville, Georgia. We have 24 campuses all across the U.S. There's one in my home church, a church at Winder in Bethlehem, and there are others in the metro Atlanta area. We've got them in California, New Jersey, just landed one in Florida. Um, looking at one, oh goodness, where was that? Um, is it uh, Connecticut, New Hampshire or Connecticut? It's just amazing what the Lord is doing with Kaneo. If you want to find out, um, we're about to open back up registration for the next year that begins in the fall. Go to Coneo.com. K i n e o Kineo M T C Ministry Training Center Kaneo M T C dot com, and uh, you can participate online. You can participate on demand. You can participate in a campus if you've got one nearby your house, or you can come to the main campus in Dawsonville, Georgia, and. Um, Man, it's just time to get your bachelor's degree. Um, Lord willing, we're going to have a master's program here in the next uh, year to two years. And so if you're getting started on your bachelor's right now, by the time you get through your bachelor's, you can move right into a master's degree. And uh, the Lord's got his hand on it. So it's an opportunity for you to be trained in theology and in practical ministry helps. We are a Word and Spirit School. So check out KaneoMTC.com and uh, listen. I love you guys. Grateful that you've uh, listened today. And uh, let's just remember the dangers of elevation. So you're off the hook. Don't grow impatient. God's got you exactly where you need to be. Keep pressing in. Again, you take care of your character. He will take care of your opportunity. We'll talk to you next time. Have you picked up a copy of Jeff's book, Figuring It Out As I Go? His life story of abandonment as a child, an embrace of the occult and addiction as a teenager and a nearly deadly battle with depression and rage as a young adult serves as an intense backdrop to Jeff's supernatural conversion at the age of 24. From there, Jeff writes of powerful seasons of deliverance, healing, and breakthrough, which were followed by tragedy, betrayal, and deep challenges which only God could turn around. If you want to hear a powerful account of the triumph of God's grace, and Jeff's surprising journey into the mysteries of the Holy Spirit, pick up a copy of Figuring It Out As I Go at JeffLyle.com or wherever else you buy books. You can also download a copy of Jeff narrating Figuring Out As I Go on audible.com.